Hello and welcome to the Almost Enlightened Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Morin, and this is a show about whatever I want. Well, it's a Saturday morning, fairly early in the morning, and I'm inspired. I was out yesterday with some customers, yesterday morning that is, and actually I was out with them for most of the day, and when I got back to my desk later on in the afternoon, I opened my emails as I normally do to get caught up, what's going on, who's contacting me, what's everybody got to say, and I read through an email that, wow, I had to process It took me some time to process what was said in that email. I did write a response back to the person that emailed me last night, but I had to think about it. I had to think about it overnight. I had to process what was said to me in that email. And today's podcast is going to be that email. I'm actually going to read it to you. And I think I'll narrate it. I think that along the way, I'll actually stop and make some comments But wow, what an email message. You're probably wondering, what the heck did this thing say? What's it about? And I'm going to tell you that I will take the names out of it so that uh, there is some privacy. And I will warn you that there is a little bit of coarse language in this email. So just be forewarned. I know that that's normally not the case in the Almost Enlightened podcast, but I don't want to remove that. I want to preserve the authenticity of this email. So why don't we jump into it? Here we go. All right. The email says, good morning, Alex. Let me tell you a little story. That's the subject line. So already I'm like, wow, okay. Like I'm ready for a story. Actually, before I start this, isn't that a wild way to introduce something? Let me tell you a little story. As human beings, we're creatures that love to understand and process things through stories. We like to make sense of things. And a story has an arc. A story is something we can follow. A story is something that we can easily remember. If you throw me a bunch of random facts, hey, I ran down this street today, and you leave it at that, "Mm, maybe I'll remember that, maybe I won't. I certainly won't remember the street name. But when you tell me, hey, let me tell you a little story... That's a little bit different. My ears perk up. I'm like, yeah, okay, okay. I'm sitting down here. Tell me the story. It's a great thing for memory, isn't it? And if you ever want to encourage your kids to memorize things, have them learn something in a story format. If you can learn the material with them, tell it in a story. And that way they hear the arc. They see it. They feel it. And they start to remember it. So the subject line says, good morning, Alex, let me tell you a little story. And then I open the email and it says, good morning, Alex, let me tell you a little story. A couple of days ago, I went for a bike ride. I was planning on doing two 26-kilometer loops. It didn't take long for me to realize I wasn't into it. I wasn't motivated. I was lost and didn't want to be there. I toughed it out and finished the first loop and then called it quits. 
It's only the second time I can rem- remember in 42 years of riding where I quit on a training ride. Wow. Isn't that amazing? So this person's been riding and training for 42 years, and it is the second time. So you're getting a picture of who this person is now. This is someone who has perseverance, dedication, who for 42 years has only ever quit twice on a training ride. That's incredible. I'll continue. I woke up yesterday morning and still felt off. No energy no motivation. However, I decided to try to go for a run. So I put on my running top and shorts, slipped on my running shoes, grabbed my headphones and phone, and out the door I went. I stood on my porch and looked out at fog and thought, ugh, do I really want to do this? Then I thought, okay, I need to change things up. Maybe I'm doing my training the same way all the time and I'm bored. Maybe I need to do something different. I know, I'll take a different route. One I've always wanted to explore, but never have. But would that be enough? And then I thought, my music, they're the same tracks I listen to over and over and over and over and over again. It's becoming chewing gum for the ears. It doesn't take long before it has no taste. Incidentally, I love that line. I'd never heard it before. Chewing gum, something becoming like chewing gum where the taste is gone and you're just doing something by rote now. You're moving your jaw and there's no more taste. Why are we doing it? Is it the act of chewing we like, or is it the taste and the flavor? It's a great question, actually. You could probably make a whole podcast about that, couldn't you? I'll continue. I know. I'll listen to a podcast. I've never listened to a podcast when I've run before. I opened up my app, and there staring me in the face was almost enlightened. Perfect, I thought. Alex will get me inspired. So tap, tap, and off I went listening to The Beauty of Shells. (laughs) I'm going to stop here for a second. Of all the episodes this person could have selected, the 31 episodes that I've done, the 31 episodes, he picked The Beauty of Shells. There are two episodes, I believe, in my catalog that are monsters that are, oh, challenging as heck. One is the wall, and the other is the beauty of shells. I don't go back that often and listen to my podcasts. I really don't. It's, it's actually super rare. Most of them I haven't gone back to. But I know what they are. I feel them in my bones. I know how they were created. They, they're my babies. I... I sat with them, I, I, I was them, I was in them when I wrote them and, and delivered them. The Beauty of Shells being one of the ones that I didn't write, uh, totally off the cuff, as you well know. 
And I'm thinking to myself here as I read this note, the beauty of shells, oh boy, I wonder how the rest of this email is going to go. Because there's something I do love about that episode. It's tough. It's challenging. It It's not neatly tied up in a bow. It, it doesn't end in a particularly positive way as I try to in a lot of my episodes where I try to come to conclusions and and build everything in a really logical manner. It, it just is what it is. I just say it the way it is. And so when he says, you know, he off he went listening to the beauty of shells, I'm thinking to myself, oh no, this is not going to end well. So that's what struck me when I read that particular sentence. So let's continue this this note here. Within a couple of minutes, I was on the main street of, and I'll omit the name of the city that he's in, I stood in the middle of the road and looked to my left. Ugh. Fog. And I'm going to have to tell you, I'll interrupt here for a second, that throughout this email message, this person has inserted images. So as, as I said, and as I read, he had his phone and he was listening to music prior when he was running. And then he decided to watch this podcast or listen to this podcast. And so I, he's taken pictures along this journey and he's inserted them into the email. So he says, ugh, fog. And then I see this picture and it's, it's remarkable. It's in the middle of a street. It, going in one direction are two lanes He's standing in the middle of the street, right on top of a double-lined yellow, which in Canada means you can't go by that. It, it represents the middle of the road. And when you see two of those, it means, yeah, you cannot pass. You cannot go on the other side of that, that line here, these two lines, these two parallel lines. And then there's a single lane on the other side of it. And you see trees on both sides of the road and you see cracks through the road, but in the distance is nothing but fog. It's a stunning picture. And there's basically nothing. It's like a ghost town. Oh, it's, it's magnificent. Ugh, fog, the email continues. Guess that makes sense since I still felt lost and unmotivated. Then I look to my right. Ugh, more fog. But alas, a flicker of something positive, a green light. And then there's another picture here. And now we're on one side of the road. We can see into the distance. There's still fog. And now you can see two cars. And they're way off in the distance. One of them, you can see these lights sort of coming through the fog. But it's, it's clear to see now that on the right-hand side in the road is this green light, again, shrouded in fog, but it's way there. You, if you, you have to look hard, but if you, can, if you look, you'll see this light. A green light, the email continues. Hey, that would take me to the beginning of the new route that I've always wanted to try. Fuck it. I'll try it. So off I went, plodding along. As I turned the corner by the high school and started down this new route... I noticed a ball diamond and playground to my right. No one was around. It was empty, foggy, and dreary, lifeless, very symbolic of how I was feeling. And then there's another image, 
And what strikes me as absolutely stunning about this image is that there's so much green grass, it's beautiful. And there's a ball diamond, real small one, the, the ones that you know little seven-year-olds, little six-year-olds will pull, play baseball on. No bases, no dirt, just this backstop, this cage. And there it is in juxtaposition to this grass, the fog I see in the background. And there's a line, the, the line of the horizon is right in the middle of this picture. Beautiful grass from the bottom to the middle of the picture and then from the middle to the top is all fog. It's incredible. Ooh, it's incredible. So he says, no one was around. It was empty, foggy, and dreary, lifeless, very symbolic of how I was feeling. It wasn't long before I came upon what looked to be a big abandoned gravel pit. Yep, very symbolic. Not only was it empty, foggy, dreary, and lifeless, it felt like I was standing in the bottom of it and not knowing how to get out. I continued to plod along. And then there's this picture of a gravel pit. And I don't know if it's being used or not because I don't see any machinery in it. It might be an abandoned one. Actually, he does call it abandoned. And once again, he's taken a marvelous shot here. There's wild grass at the bottom third of the picture. Then you see into this gravel pit, and it's pretty deep. It's marvelous in its imperfections. You see the land. It's rustic. It's torn up. There's rock. There's sand. There's gravel. It's desolate. It's magnificent. And then in the top third... You see the fog again. This theme just keeps repeating itself through the artwork that I'm seeing here. It wasn't long before I found myself facing a straight-up hill climb as far down the foggy road as I could see. Fuck. Uninspired and deflated and with a rounded back and shoulders, I slumped forward with my head down and took a step. And then another and then another. It seemed like it would take forever before I would get to the top of that fucking hill. I'll stop here for a second. Have you ever felt that way? When your body language emulates how you feel, this person had a rounded back and shoulders, slumped forward with head down, taking steps, and then taking another and another. Can you relate to that in your daily life? Can you relate to that when it comes to work? Can you relate to that as you're going out for a run like this person was? I know that feeling. I think everybody knows that feeling. You're just, you don't have it. Oh, you feel it in the body, you slump over, but you know you got to keep on going. And so you take a step and you take another and you take another. And sometimes you get through and other times you just simply can't. But I think we all know that feeling. Let's keep going. It seemed like it would take forever before I would get to the top of that fucking hill. Another picture is here. And this one is awesome. It's a gravel road 
It's paved, sorry, it's paved, but it's so broken up. Right in the middle of it is a crack going through a solitary yellow lane, a yellow line. And this is a smaller country road, I'm assuming. And sure enough, right in front is this hill. And the hill goes right up into the fog. It's haunting. There is nobody to be seen in this picture. There is no humanity. There is no people. There's no houses. There are no cars. Just this road, the cracks in the road, it's been repaired a little bit. You've got a gravel patch that's been paved here to presumably repair something that was totally damaged in the road. You've got more repairs on the left-hand side. Further in the distance, you can see some repairs. You see a little bit of grass in the distance, some shrubs, and then fog, just fog as you look up this hill. If I felt the way this person did when they were writing the email or when they were doing the activity running, that is, oh my gosh, this would be a daunting hill. Let's keep on going with the email. When I finally got to the top and looked down the other side, what the fuck? It was fucking, fucking, fucking the same fucking thing. Fog, fog, and more fog. I was disillusioned. I'm never going to see the light again. Life is just a pile of shit, and every day I have to wade through it. So I just stood there and looked out into the abyss. I thought, fuck it. Just keep going. And I started to plod down the hill. There's another picture here. More fog, more pavement, that solitary yellow line, trees that are shrouded in fog, no humanity, nothing living. Actually, I lie. On the side of the picture are shrubs and grass, and that's very much alive. But this person says, just keep going. Hmm. I know that feeling too. Let's go. Let's keep going. When I finally reached the bottom and made my way around a wide sweeping bend, what is that? Could it be? Is it really? Yep. In the distance was an outline. I could not make out any real details. But there they were, another human being. And not just another human being, but also a dog. Fucking awesome. I'm not alone on this path I've taken. And then there's a picture. And you've got to see this picture. It's unbelievable. This person is standing in one of the lanes, the left-hand side of the road, and coming down the middle of this road with fog in the background, with tall, mature trees on the right-hand side, with a mailbox I can see from somebody's driveway in the country, is one solitary human being. 
and I can faintly make out that there's a leash that he's holding. And about one meter on the right-hand side to the person's left as they're walking towards the person who's taken this picture is a dog. And it's a fairly big dog. But I can just imagine this scene. I can imagine the despair, the fog, the running, the lack of motivation, the hill that, that this person just came up, the hill that they just went down. <laughs> Listening to my podcast, The Beauty of Shells. Ooh. And then you see these two beings this human being and a dog. Spectacular, spectacular. I can only imagine how this person would have felt, the kind of mourning they were having, the experience they were having. And then you see these two beings. I love this picture. We finally met at the end of a long driveway. There we stood, six feet apart. Good for you, right? You're supposed to be doing that. Six feet apart. That's what we've been told for the last 14, 16 months. So there you go. Conscientious human being. There we stood six feet apart. Good morning. I'm X. I'm going to remove the name. So this person said their name. Good morning. I'm X, I said. Hi, I'm Y. And this is Shadow, he said. For the next 20 minutes, I stood there covered in sweat, Gatorade, and snot, and I had just a wonderful, fascinating conversation with Y. And then there's a picture of Y and his dog, Shadow. It's such a great picture. It's such a great picture. It's, it's just like any other portrait you would ever see. Half smile on this person, why? Shadow standing in the foreground, still on the leash. And it's so matter of fact. It's so simple. It's so beautiful. This person's wearing a t-shirt, a pair of jeans. I don't know dogs too well, so I don't know what breed it is, but it's a fairly big dog. And it's just staring at the camera staring at the person who took this picture. They both are. I can feel the interaction. I can feel the energy between these three people. Well, I, the dog's not a person, but these three beings. It's lovely. The humanity, the energy, it's just inspiring to see this picture. Once we said our goodbyes and I started to run off down the road, I realized... I was in a similar place to Alex. You remember Alex, right? He's the guy that I was listening to on the podcast. There I was, though, running down the road, listening to Alex. When I finally got home, I was still in a fog. I wasn't sure about a bunch of things because I had had some really tough days recently. Days where I had no energy, where I was uninspired, and everything seemed foggy, unclear, difficult, heavy, and demoralizing. However, I realized that just like, ja uh, I shouldn't say the name, just like this person and shadow, 
things would come into focus. But I would have to do my part. They wouldn't necessarily come to me. I would have to get up each day, put on my clothes, tie my shoes, and head out the door. Whether it's a brilliant sunny day, or a misty foggy day, or a pouring down rainy day, they will become clear. I just need to pick myself up and push through. It wouldn't be easy. Nothing ever is. And once they do come into focus and become clear, just like why and shadow, the energy that will come will inspire me, motivate me, give me purpose, give me energy, will give me love. And I will give just as much, if not more, right back. It was in this moment I had total clarity. Total clarity that dot 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 I will keep on going. I will keep on going. I will keep on going. And that's the end of the email. How beautiful. How beautiful. I want to take a look at the last part of that email for just a couple of seconds. This person realized that just like why in shadow, things would come into focus. But he would have to do his part, is what he says. They wouldn't necessarily come to me, he says. I would have to get up each day, put on my clothes, tie my shoes, and head out the door. And he's right. We are human beings. You can't just lie in your bed. I suppose you can if that's what you want to do. But you won't experience anything. You've got to take action. You've got to put on your shoes, put on the clothes, and head out the door. Interact with the world. Have experiences. And that's the realization that this person had. And whether it's a brilliant sunny day or a misty foggy day or a pouring down rainy day, they will become clear. You see, what this person is realizing and has realized is that it doesn't matter what type of mood you're in, what type of day it is outside, what the circumstance is. Things can become quite clear. They do become quite clear. The weather is incidental. The circumstances are incidental. Who are you? Who are we? Will we face the day? Will we face life? Will we experience it? Will we walk out the door and experience life? 
Yeah, man. Yeah, man. There's tons of brilliant sunny days. There's tons of foggy days. And it rains frequently. But it doesn't matter. It will become clear. He says, I just need to pick myself up and push through. It wouldn't be easy. Nothing ever is. No. I know that as well as anybody knows that. It's just not simple. It's not always simple. Could it be? Possibly. Possibly. Why not? But the reality is, is that oftentimes we're two beings. I was just on a call late yesterday afternoon, and on that call we were talking about the soul and the ego. These two different things that seem to contrast one another. And we resolve that the soul is the purity. The soul is who you really are. In spite of circumstance, in spite of everything, who are you deep down inside that spiritual being? Who are you? Are you love? Are you awareness? Are you energy? Are you happiness? Are you, what are you? That's the soul. That's the soul. It doesn't leave. It's been with you your entire life. And then there's the ego. And I asked a rhetorical question in yesterday's group, what is the ego? And we had a hard time defining that. And I suppose I could look through psychological textbooks, textbooks on psychology and, and give you a definition of it. But I suggested that the ego might be our physical beings and who we believe that to be. So you've got the soul on one hand, this energy, this, this spiritual being, and you've got the ego, the manufactured self. Alex is this person. Alex is the podcaster. Alex is the entrepreneur. Alex is six feet tall and he wears these clothes and he's got this kind of family and does this and he did that yesterday and he's going to do this tomorrow. That's the physical being. That's Alex, the physical being. But it's a little bit different than this soul. It really is. Those are the two beings. And I think the trick is, is to reconcile those two beings. How do they work together? I mean, naturally, with my description of soul and ego, we would say, well, I'll take the soul, thank you very much. But we're human beings, we're living beings. And so we very much have an ego. We live on this planet. It's a beautiful planet. The earth is spectacular. It's magnificent. So the art is to live, to, to have these two things coexist, to recognize our souls, to understand who we truly are, and to be the soul, and to live the soul, and to know thine soul. 
Oh, that's the marvelousnessness. <laughs> that isn't a word. <laughs> that is that is how marvel. That is that is that is how I marvel at that. How about how about that? How about I'll leave it at that? I'm at a loss for words for once. <laughs> oh, beautiful. But that's the soul, right? That's that's how marvelous the soul is. And then there's the ego. And the ego isn't bad. The ego isn't terrible. The ego is just the construct, is just the physical entity, is just who I am as a person on this planet. And it's beautiful because it's linked to this beautiful soul. And yes, the ego makes mistakes. And yes, the ego screws it up all the time and is sad and is mad and is happy and joyous and ebullient sometimes. That is the ego, but we can work on the ego. We are the ego in this world, in this physical world. And so I think the art and the trick is to have those two coexist, is to always have and see the strength in the soul, but to appreciate the perfectness of our imperfections, the ego, and to be working on it with our soul, with who we truly are. And I think many of us are doing that work. And it's hard work, but it's beautiful work. Oh, it's stunning. It's gorgeous. It's what has to happen. It might be why we're here to reconcile those things to live from the heart, from the soul, in a body that is our ego. And then he says, and once they come into focus and become clear, just like why and shadow, the energy that will come will inspire me, motivate me, give me purpose, give me energy, will give me love. And I will give just as much if not more, right back. That idea of focus, that idea of clarity. I find it interesting that the person who wrote this email, it was an interaction of energy. It was why and shadow on the road, this, this realization, this moment of clarity, energies, colliding or energies interacting and working with one another. It was exactly what this person needed. And isn't life interesting in that way? That what we need the most oftentimes just appears. And should we limit it to why and shadow? Or did this person need the run through the fog? Did this person need the heartache, the weariness, the lack of inspiration? Perhaps the answer is yes. Perhaps we need these moments so that we can learn, so that we can move towards the union of the ego and the soul. Because these moments provide us opportunity to reflect, to see things in a different light. It was in this moment I had total clarity, total clarity that I will keep on going. I will keep on going. I will keep 
on going. <laughs> Bloody awesome. Bloody awesome. Keep on going, my friend, because I'm going too. I'm going with you. Keep on going. Keep on going, man. It's hard work, but I love it. And I can tell this person does too. Thank you for your email. Thank you for guiding me. Thank you for being a light. Thank you. Do 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 Hey thanks for listening today and always know that I appreciate you.